When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. Now joined by the man, the myth, the legend, the boss, Saul Bookman. Hello, Saul. Just absolutely stop all that. (laughs) All right. Well, at least I didn't get your free throw uh, acumen in yet. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. We're making making some growth here, Mike. Yeah, we are. All right. We got a ton to get to today. Obviously, Arizona. You've got a little bit of history with the Big 12 as well, Saul, that we were talking about. But first, before we get to all of this, when the news broke that Colorado is saying sayonara, what were your first thoughts? Good. Yes. It's about time. Like it was fully expected. Uh, last week, you know, I, I, I threw out a couple tweets after uh, George Klyokov spoke to the media last week. And I just I just sat there. I was like, I don't believe this. Like, I, I just don't believe this. Like, right. I, I just all the rumors behind the scenes can't be wrong. And sure enough, you know, less than a week later, Colorado bounces. It's not a surprise. If you talk to people around that area, it felt like. Colorado peeps basically were like, meh, this is cool, but it's the last time we'll be here. And so I'm I'm not surprised at all. And uh, it really speeds up the process for everybody else. Yeah. And when you saw Rick George leave the, uh, uh, or excuse me, uh, 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 Pac-12 or Colorado athletic director leave without taking any comments. Yeah. I mean, that generally isn't a vote of confidence right there. Here's my question though. How are we this far away and far along in the game and you knew last year at this time that there was no media deal. And I can't blame Colorado for bouncing. There's no media deal. If you don't present me anything sooner or later, Saul, I got to move. Yeah, I listen, man, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. You can't sit there and just wait and wait and wait and possibly pass up another deal knowing that the Big 12 wants to expand. They're looking for other teams to expand with. They've already done so with Houston and BYU and Cincinnati and UCF. Like, why would you sit around and wait? Like, if you're Colorado and you have the opportunity to jump for what you know is a lucrative deal, something that you think is going to be better than what the Pac-12 is going to propose anyway, why sit around and wait? I get the legacy part. Um, but for Colorado, that's a little bit different. Right. I get why U of A is going to sit there and wait. They're right. going to wait. They're going to wait this out. I get that. Same thing with all the other original Pac-10 schools. But for teams like Colorado and Utah who don't have a long history here in this conference, I I completely understand why they would bounce. 
right? And here's the other thing, too. We talked about this yesterday. We talked about this throughout the week. We need to stop with this academic stuff about how the being tethered to the Pac-12. Saul, you're a proud U of A graduate. I'm a proud U of A graduate. My degree, your degree means no difference if we're in the Big 12 or if we're in the Pac-12. We have that U of A journalism degree. You know where I went to school first? Kansas State. Kansas State. Do we have that picture? Uh, do we have that picture, Jacob Franklin? Can we po- can we post that later? What picture? Uh, there's a picture in the Discord. Salt oh, Brookman's yeah, Kansas State picture in Slack. We do need to show that. It's a great picture. So uh, I worked in the athletic department for my my first year at K State, um, mm-hmm. and I went to school at K State. And nothing about my K State experience compared to the U of A experience academically felt like it was a total drop off or a total uh, step up. Like it was the same education's education. I don't, right. I don't, I don't understand that argument. Like I know there's some elites out there that feel like, well, you know, we're the premier of the premier, but I never quite felt like that at, at, at Arizona. Hell, right. we, we completely disrespect ASU peeps uh, for their academia. So mm-hmm. why the hell would that be an upgrade over Kansas State or Oklahoma State or anywhere else? Like stop with that nonsense. It doesn't mean anything except to two schools. That is actually three. I'll give you three. I'll give you USC. I'll give you Stanford. And I'll give you Cal. Outside yeah. of that, it doesn't mean shit. Right. I'm telling you, man. And it just doesn't. So this to me was always kind of a way for a lot of the elitists, as you put it. That's the great word. But that don't really like sports to say, oh, would you really want to be with Oklahoma State or Baylor? Yes, because they care about sports. That's what matters to me in all of this. And so like when Brett Yormark took over and you were at Pac-12 Media Day, you did a you did a fantastic job, by the way. Very much appreciate sure. that. The when Brett Yormark took over, everything he said from a Big 12 Media Day perspective he he did he said that he was going to expand he was going to get every school a raise and he was going to deal with the oklahoma texas issue at pac-12 media day with george klevkoff you were talking about a deal that was going to be so good that they were waiting for a better deal because you were getting even better deals and it was just a total disconnect it seemed just watching that from afar Saul. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's kind of listen, I'll take you from a reality that I do know uh, to to this reality, right? It's kind of like what what's happening right now at Bally Sports Arizona, right? Mm-hmm. They they strung along those people talking about we're going to get a deal, we're going to close a deal, we're going to we're going to renegotiate our deal with the Diamondbacks and and we're going to, you know, everything's going to be fine, everything's going to be fine. And then the rubber met the road and it wasn't fine. And now all they have is coyotes and it looks like, you know, a lot of people are going to be losing their jobs. Right. It's kind of what it feels like with what George Kliakoff is doing to the conference right now. They don't have a good deal because right. if they did, they would have said it already. And so they're just stringing along these teams in the hopes that somebody's going to come in the 11th hour and save the day is what it feels like. It, you can't help but feel like that right now. If you're any of the teams in the conference, you know, I talked to a, to a person off, you know, like I'm not going to name who they are. But they literally it's all said connected. They, you're they, connected. We got they, you. They literally said that they left last week with optimism and felt pretty good about where the conference was going to go. And then when when it happened on Wednesday that Colorado was going to leave, it was like a, a a kick to the gut. And right. and and now you got to sit there and question everything. And I'm sorry, Arizona. Here, I'm I'm listening right here. Okay, Arizona, do not fuck this up. Okay. You have to leave. Right. There is nothing good out here. 
No, right. There's nothing good out here in the West. Only Oregon and, and Washington are remain that are like viable, suitable counterparts to you. I would even argue that that ASU um, isn't isn't yet there because listen, ASU doesn't have a premier brand. Right. No, nobody nationally right. is like ASU football. Nobody. Right. They're not in the top 20 or 25 consistently in, in those spaces. And they're not a, a, a nationally recognized program in terms of elite status. Arizona basketball is. Kansas basketball is. K-State's flirted with the Elite Eight several times. Baylor like, won a national Baylor's title. Won, uh, you know, gone to the national championship. Houston's gone to the Final Four. Like, you have a conference full of just pedigree over there. And let's not even mention the football side where you have multiple different, uh, you know, the national runner up last year. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, again, the list goes on and on as to why you should leave and go to the big 12. It's not a slight to ASU. And I know this is a U of a podcast. I get it. I'm a U of a guy, and, but I'm not even trying to slight ASU. ASU is literally looking like they're about to be left holding the bag. Right. And that's not good for us either. I like the rivalry, but if they don't want to play ball, and I, I guarantee you this, if ASU would have been on board from the jump, like, you know what, we should go. I guarantee you both teams would be in the, the Big 12 right now. Correct. It's because Arizona, I think, I, this is based on absolutely nothing. I think Arizona knows that it was is in the best interest of this state to bring along ASU, and they're waiting for them to finally turn the corner. I don't know if it's going to happen. And at some point, Arizona's going to have to do what's in the best interest of Arizona. Right. Now, BTH says, uh, is the Big 12 only having a – is Big 12 saying they only have one more spot now? Uh, in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, I do believe that there will be four additions to the Big 12, uh, three including Colorado right there. Um, and they there's want, a They want an even number. Correct. And, and I know it has been rumored that 14 is where they're going to stop for now. Right. But if if listen, if, if U of A, ASU and Oregon all say, you know what we want in, they're going to take all three. They would take all of those. Right. Exactly. And I love the theory, too. Everybody knows that the SEC runs football. I get all this. When Brett Yormark took over, he said we are going to be the premier basketball conference in the country. I get that football pays the bills. Totally understand all that. He's but there is guy. something to be said when you carve out your own little corner right there. And you say, we have Kansas, we have Baylor, we have Arizona, we have Houston, we have, excuse me, you can just keep going on and on down the list. That's something to be said. Think about it this way, Saul. The ACC is known for what? Basketball, correct? Duke, North Carolina, et cetera. If you can have a rival conference like that, that's something that you just can't ignore. Oh, a million percent. I, dude, I, Jason said it yesterday on the show where he said, just think about this. You just had a football weekend and now it's Monday night and you're going to turn on the TV at five o'clock or seven o'clock, depending on where they're playing the game at. And you're going to watch U of A versus Kansas, right. U of A versus Houston, U of A versus Baylor. Dude, if that doesn't get you jacked up every single week and and every week is is the potential for a premier matchup in this conference oh it's amazing right for sure but by the way Saul does that hat you're wearing does that stand for Saul no it stands for the Suns okay but I was also going to wonder if it stood for Shady Rays as well keep in mind Saul Bookman all right you look at Saul you're thinking to yourself coolness and you're probably thinking to yourself Man, he's got to wear some really cool sunglasses. I can guarantee you without even seeing it that Saul Bookman wears Shady Rays. Is this correct? Of course. 
All right. Now, here's the deal. This is exclusively for our listeners. Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code word PHNX for 50% off two players of polarized, not polarizing sunglasses right there, Saul Bookman. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by everyone out there. Now, by 250,000 people. All right. Now, what does uh, this is a great question right here. We're gonna, I was going to get to this next, but our listeners are smarter than me, so they preempted it. Why does Robbins want and wait and see the details? This is politics, to be honest with you. I can, and this is just my opinion, but this is a situation where. Arizona is still you're still connected with these schools. You don't want to appear to be the bad guy. The plan was always to let Colorado go first. Now you're kind of off the hook a little bit. Robbins isn't going to announce something immediately, but I would imagine you're going to see something here shortly. But like Saul said, too, this is a pretty this is a pretty easy situation at this point. I think I think Colorado was a second tier choice until Prime got got involved. I For think sure. once once Prime got to Colorado, the whole situation changed right. because Prime brings viewers. He's going to bring a lot of eyeballs, especially in year number one, um, to that program. And you're hoping that that he can leverage that into some form of success to bring over to the Big 12 next year. Without Prime, I'm not so sure Colorado is at the top of the list for the Big 12 because they also don't really have anything to point to. They're right. not elite in anything. They're when kind you and of I were growing up, they were, though. That was a long yeah, time in ago. in the 90s. Sure, in the early 90s. Listen, I love those Eric bieniemy led teams, too. I loved those teams. Like, that was what I grew up on. But, again, they haven't been relevant since then. It's been quite a while that they've been relevant in anything. So, I think Arizona is really the last team in the Pac-12, outside of Oregon football. I'll give you Oregon football mm-hmm. and even basketball to a certain degree. That is elite at something. And and then you add in, listen, Arizona's depth across every sport is is elite. You can't argue that. Like and so the Big 12 loves that. And the Big 12 has some depth across the board as well in certain sports, too. So I think Robbins, again, like you said, is just kind of waiting this out. Uh, It's a little political, obviously. But Robbins comes. Listen, he just left Texas A&M. If, right. he, if you don't think he doesn't understand the DNA of the Midwest and the South, you're high and out of your mind. Right. I know he does. I guarantee you he wants to go. It's just a matter of putting all the, the dollars and cents that uh, you know together that, that do make sense. And here's what I've been saying from day one, too. I love in this situation having a president that loves sports. He gets beat up all the time for his front row at basketball games and whatnot. That shows me that he cares. I don't care why he's there. You watch him at the games. He's into it. I love the fact, Saul, that he is into it and that he understands that from the sports perspective because – Some people don't. He gets it, and that makes me feel a lot easier about all of this. He knows what Arizona basketball is. He fully. I'd rather him be over eager in terms of sports than than you know just complacent. Right. And there's a school here in this city that I'm actually doing a studio from that is very complacent about sports, almost borderline negligent, and that's not good. That's not good for your school. Listen, we you know we we talk about we talk about academics, right? Mm -hmm. But what's the most valuable thing? To a, to a school and a university in terms of marketing. It is their sports program. Correct. And you saw that with TCU because the minute TCU made it to the CFP and then the national championship, what happened to right. their enrollment? It skyrocketed. Correct. It skyrocketed. Almost 133% more enrollment than the year before. If sports don't matter, that's case A as to why it does. All right. Now, speaking of something, if you need to relax a little bit, we're going to talk about the culture of the Big 12. But first... 
OGs. Soul oh, Bookman, OGs. tell me oh, about OGs up OGs there is, in Phoenix. OGs is the best brand out there in terms of edibles. You will not go wrong with anything you select. They love, they have a new line of fruits and creams that you can take advantage of. Flavorful stuff, folks. You can get your sativas, you can get your indicas, you can get your CBD to THC one-to-one a blend in the way of a happy balance gummy. Uh, and that comes in the form of strawberries and cream. It's delicious as hell. And they also have a limited edition pink lemonade that has dropped on the shelves here in the last couple months. It's only going to be around until the end of summer, so you want to get it as fast as you humanly can. And if you don't know what dispensary is giving you OGs, all you have to do is go to OGsBrands.com and check it out. And they'll give you a store locator. You can go to your nearest dispensary, check it out, the best edible in the game. And just remember, folks, you have to be how old, Mike? 21 21 up, enjoy responsibly. That's all we need. All right, speaking of the culture of the Big 12, we now have the picture of Saul Bookman from his days at Kansas State. Jacob Franklin, if you could throw this up there. All right, Saul Bookman, you lived in Manhattan, the Little Apple. Talk a little bit about, because you made a great point yesterday, about the culture of Big 12 sports and about how, how much they are into it. Yeah. Uh, so you, listen, I, I didn't know what to expect. My my wife, she was uh, she actually had to go out there for one year for a veterinarian mm-hmm. externship. So I went with her uh, and worked in the athletic department. Fantastic people across the board. The school is 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 beautiful. It's all made of soapstone and all this other stuff. But the biggest thing to me was Manhattan, Kansas is a city outside of the school year of 20,000 people. It's right. not very big at all. You can right. literally drive right through it within three or three to four minutes. It's not big. Right. Um, but on game days and when the school, when school is in session, they sell out a 67,000 seat stadium every weekend without, right. without fail. And is some of the most passionate fans ever. Um, and I feel like that's the DNA of most of the big 12 schools. Um, they're small towns, but they pack it like crazy. Um, Tucson, fits that dna tucson's not as big it's it's a bigger city than a lot of the cities in the big 12 don't get me wrong but it's not like phoenix big right it's not la big it's not new york big and and arizona can pack the house especially for basketball as we've seen and as soon as football gets on track they will do the same thing too and once you start to see the traveling of all these of all these fan bases it, it it's really going to force you to want to be more involved into your sports. I promise you that because I'm here to tell you, EMA does not screw around. They will travel. They will sell out your stadium. And, you know, 80% of your stadium, if you don't, you're going to F around and find out that they'll take it over. So right. you got to pack the bit. You got to pack it yourself, which is good for us. It, it makes fans need to come out and support their teams and puts pressure on the coaches to, to produce an elite product. And so I love the Big 12 um it's got a homey kind of vibe in a lot of these cities obviously i'm biased because i lived in one for a year and i had a great experience yeah but if you didn't like it though you wouldn't sit here and say you liked it you liked it my wife my wife is also you know she was out there with me and she's she's like if i have to go back to manhattan kansas i swear i'd rather do a million other things so it's 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 a biased approach it's fine but i love the sports aspect of it and i think sports in the big 12 are unlike anything else outside of the sec Right. And honestly, having bas- I keep going back to basketball, having a basketball entity that is taken seriously. And again, I have no problem with Bill Walton, but I'm going to give you an example here. When Arizona UCLA is playing at nine o'clock buried and Bill Walton is going on a 25 minute tangent about things that 
you know, nobody cares about. Again, I'm fine with Bill Walton for Arizona, Oregon State, whatever. You know what's not never going to happen? Bill Walton on Arizona, Kansas at five th- or five or seven o'clock on ESPN tangentiating about a bunch of other stuff. It will be taken seriously. That is the thing. I've felt for the longest time, Saul, that the Pac-12 sports, Pac-12 sports isn't taken seriously. And that to me changes if you go to another conference. Yeah, um, I, I would agree to a certain certain degree. I mean, not every team in the Big 12 is going to be elite. Let's just be honest about that. True, like, true. There's, there's, you're still going to get the Bill Walton tangents from time to time because, you know, hey, when you're playing, you know, some, some of these teams in the Big 12. Yeah. When you're playing Oregon State, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it, when you're playing UCF, it's probably going to be the same thing. But right. what I do like that you just brought up, though, 5, 7 o'clock. Like, you're not going to go to 9 o'clock often not right. not very much. It's going to be a very rare opportunity to to play at nine o'clock with, depending on who you're playing from the Midwest or the East Coast. Like, um, so that's great for Arizona. And again, it just exposes the brand even more. More people are going to see Arizona in the Big Twelve than they would have in the Pac twelve. That's been the biggest gripe about Pac twelve sports is right. that they're on far too late for everybody else in the country to pay attention to. That will change if you're in the Big Twelve. You will have 10, 11, 12 o'clock games in the Big Twelve which are fantastic for football. I don't give a shit. I would l- happily wake up at 10 o'clock in the morning to watch my team play yes. and then have the whole rest of my afternoon off. Yes. It's like, okay, I don't have to worry about it. Instead of waiting until 9 o'clock to go to a game. Oh, right. man, I'm so happy for this. I hope it happens. And then when it's a football game and it's like a 9-15 kickoff, and I mean, and I look, again, I, I like beating up on the East Coast bias, but I can't beat up on East Coast people for not being able to be up till 2 a.m. to watch a game. I just, and that's not practical. Now, voters should have to stay up for that because that's part of their job. But, you know, the average guy that's got, you know, a family, two kids, I can't be asking you to stay up on a Thursday and tell one to watch Arizona, whoever. Five to seven is so much more amicable. Yeah. And also, like we talked about this a little bit offline, too. Um, I love the fact that Arizona can still keep recruiting California and they would now get into new neighborhoods. Right. Texas, Florida. I mean, that's huge. Right. That is huge for this brand. And uh, listen, you can only stretch so far when your options are limited. Well, now you have to stretch far because your options have been widened. Right. Um, and I know I know Fish and Company and, and Tommy Lloyd and and Adia Barnes, they, they recruit nationally. I get it. But let's be real. You're going to focus on 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 your your base. You're going to focus mm-hmm. on the hot point areas closest to you first. Well, now that you're playing against teams in Texas and you're playing against teams in Florida and they get to see your brand, they're going to be much more inclined to want to be a U of A Wildcat than ever before. And that's just now you've just taken Arizona from a West Coast brand uh, who is kind of rivaling, you know, Gonzaga in basketball yeah. to a national brand and not only basketball, but possibly football and definitely women's basketball. And all of a sudden you are on you're an elite status. Right. You know, you are. Now, the other thing, too, have we talked about the Four Peaks movement right here on this show? Saul Bookman, besides being the uh, official brew of PHNX Sports? I mean, a time or two. 
All right. Here's the deal. When Arizona goes, if Arizona goes to the Big 12, we had Kansas people saying they bring on the four peaks. Umar Ballo, uh, Keyshaw Johnson, Dylan Anderson, Henry Vasar. And I say, yes, Saul Bookman, but not only bring on the four peaks, bring on the official brew of PHNX sports as well. That's where we're at. Check out Four Peaks Brew or Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest on Arizona's hometown the, brewery. The official craft brew. The official craft brew. I like that. Yeah. Yes. All right. But again, Big 12 country, we are ready for you. Must be 21 years or older to drink Four Peaks. Please drink responsibly. All right. Now, as Arizona football goes into this, I'm the same way with you on this. That, yes, you're going to still have to recruit California. I think this opens up Texas way more for you in that regard. Because, again, you'll be playing Texas Tech. You'll be playing TCU. You'll be playing Baylor. And with a dude like Jed Fish, and heck, I'll even go with Kenny Dillingham, who I get beat up a lot, but I like the Dilly hire a great deal. I, I do think, too. I do too. Yeah. Um, this opens up a big state for you right there. And you made a great point yesterday too, where you're like, with UCLA and USC gone, we're barely even playing California schools anymore, you know, outside of the Bay. So it's kind of a twofold thing right there, Saul. Yeah, nobody cares about the Bay. Right. Do, do they even have athletes out there? I mean, I don't no. really care about the Bay. Like right. Stanford, cool. Cal, cool. Like that's an easy couple dubs every year. I'll take that. But outside sure. of that, what are we what are we doing here? You know, I I I just love the fact that you're gonna see Jed Fish and Tommy Lloyd go into a place like Taft High School in San Antonio to try and recruit kids. Right. Um, you know, Taft High School, notable okay. alum. Who? Uh, I only know Cole High School. Ah, uh, Shaq. Shaq, uh, no, Shaq was Cole High School. No, Shaq went to Taft as well. All right. Well, then, hey, you know, that's when you know you got two smart people when they're arguing and they're both right. <laughs> but like Houston, like Houston's such a hotbed of talent. Right. And and a lot of people can't go into Houston and understand how to recruit that area because it's so much. And it's and it's listen, there's like 200 high schools in there that you got to pay attention to. Right. And only the, the most uh, seasoned recruiter can go in there and understand exactly who to talk to exactly who to see and pull the best of the best talent out there there is talent in texas and even pockets that you don't really pay attention to too much you know you go out to to midland texas and odessa like those are legendary programs that have talent and the texas schools have been just pillaging it for years well, right. guess what? That that would change if Arizona or even Oregon. If Oregon came to town, you mean to tell me some kid in Midland, Texas, doesn't want to leave and go For out sure. to Eugene or Tucson? Come right. on, man. Let's go. Yeah, this Brad Rich, I was remiss in this. I should have addressed this earlier. UConn is an interesting situation right here because UConn is not a uh, it's not a power five school. So they don't fall under the pro rate of uh, uh, umbrella that the uh, uh, networks gave, which basically means that you're allowed to add as uh, power five schools and they're all get the 31.7 million. UConn is obviously not a power five. So that would have to be cleared by the presidents right there. And that's going to be a little bit of an, a difficult sell right there, because honestly, Saul, I mean, we all know this. Nobody wants to give away money right now. Yeah, and so if you can add Arizona, ASU, you're going to try to get those those schools before, even though UConn is obviously a power in basketball. It just sucks for them. They're not a group of or a power five already. The, the question again, it, this is such a fundamental baseline question that any U of A fan can answer themselves. And if the school can answer this honestly and tell me that it's a better move, then cool. The, the question is, it. Can you beat $31.7 million a year? And can you beat the exposure that ESPN and Fox will give you? And if the answer is no, then you go to the big 12. Right. And I'm, 
I can probably guarantee that, dude, nobody's nobody wants to go to the fucking CW, dude. Like, nobody wants to watch those games there. Nobody wants to watch the games on, you know, whatever random-ass streaming service that you have. Apple was appealing a little bit just because of the brand of Apple. But even Apple, when you're when you're talking about MLB, um, you know, uh, games that they're showing and MLS coverage, those numbers aren't astronomical. It's You take a hit by going there. So unless right. you combine that with, like, a Prime TV and you have this huge package, I just don't see how it's going to work. You have to get on those major brands like ESPN and Fox. And that was the my biggest concern, honestly, is that they were going to take a crummy deal where you get like $28 million or something like that, and you're buried on streaming. I totally understand. I have this argument with Mike Lowry nonstop. You remember Mike Lowry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he said streaming is the future. I agree streaming is the future, but that future isn't right now at this moment. It's well, not. It, it is, but you can't you can't leverage just streaming right now. Right. Like it is the future. A million percent. Hell, we are in existence because of streaming currently right now. Yes, right? Literally. So it is the future, Mike. Yes, <laughs> but, true, true. But, That's a matching, Mike. Yes, but, but right now you have to leverage that with a with a bona fide television deal until the streaming gets up to a certain point where you don't need it anymore. And we're still a, a few years off of that. But it is rapidly approaching. So you have to balance the two out. Otherwise, it's a done deal. And that's where the Pac-12 is right now. It feels like they're leveraging basically the streaming because that's the only thing right now that's really offering them a, a, you know, a significant amount of revenue to try and keep the teams that they have. And right. that's not good enough. It's probably I'm, – I'm going to take a ballpark guess. They're probably going to get somewhere to, between 20 to $25 million a year. Whatever deal they pull, pull from, it'll probably be in that, that realm. And that's not good enough. Right. And keep in mind, too, there's a reason that the big boys here at the table, uh, the Big Ten, the SEC, they are not going they did not want to go for a majority streaming uh, at this point in the game. Again, maybe down the road. But again, that was not going to be the case. SEC was not looking to have Apple uh, disseminate 90 percent of its games. So, again, it's you know, when you get your back pitched into a corner, you got to try to make things sound good. One thing, though, that is behind my back all the time, although it's not here now, is Saturday Neon. Saul Bookman, you have seen that A behind me right there. Listen, every day I come into this office and I turn on the front lights, the lobby lights, because nobody here ever wants to listen to me and turn on the lobby lights. And then I turn on the YouTube TV to put on our favorite shows from PHNX. Duh. And then I walk over to our Saturday neon sign. It's a U of A sign because they don't make ASU because they have taste. And I turn it on nice and bright in the office. It's beautiful. I look at it every day. It's fantastic. It's a company started by two gentlemen, mm -hmm. two college buddies like like Mike and myself. Mm -hmm. And uh, they do great work. They have all types of other schools if you if you partake like cu has a line as well they also have a really cool we haven't gotten this version but they have a cool bear down sign um that's, oh. that's just like the one you see on the field and on the court it's fantastic check them out at saturday neon and if you spend more than 200 dollars at saturday neon you can save up to 15 percent off i believe it's 10 10 or 15 10% off. 10% off. Uh, so that's a, a fantastic deal. Get your stuff. You it's also missed great. You also missed something, Saul. What did I miss? Free shipping for oh, over $200. Shipping. There you go. Come on, dude. Also, like you could put it on your back porch. You could put it in your man or, or woman or couple's cave. You could put it in your garage or workout area. It, like, it looks gorgeous. Oh, also, you can dim it. It brightens, it mm. dims, so it, it really is mood lighting for any room you want to put it in. So it really is, man. If you want to put it in your, really is, in your bedroom, I'm sure your wife will approve. 
Of course, you could have that for a romantic night, lighting the A up and down, or for a guy's afternoon there, too, where you've got the A as well, Saul Bookman. There's everything you can do with this A. It's fantastic. It's great stuff. Also, where did you get that Mike Bibby jersey? That thing is awesome. Uh, oh, man, I've had that for like... Have you had that for a while? Oh, yeah, like 15, 20 years. Right. All right, cool stuff. Um, now, let's get back to this, though, a little bit. Arizona, we got to talk about ASU. You're in their neck of the woods right here, Saul. Um, my, you sold me that Arizona is better with ASU. I don't like to admit it, but you're right. You show, you told me there were numbers. Fair enough. But in my opinion though, ASU at some point has to realize where they're up against right here. It's a good school, nothing wrong with it, but nobody like just, we talked about with Arizona. Nobody's going to look at ASU any different academically. And if they're in the big 12 than the PAC 12, there's no difference right there. No, there's zero difference. And I would almost, Again, I just I'm going to keep going back to this from a football perspective strictly, okay? I think it can't do anything but help your brand by by accompanying yourself to the Big 12 because I think the fan bases in the Big 12 to a certain degree will honestly, they'll educate some of our fan bases on how to be diehard fan bases. Exactly. Like you see it and you want to be a part of it and then you want to build it yourself like right. I, I think that's great you know like one of my favorite and my, my first impressions of big 12 was going to the 2011 i think it was 2011 uh, alamo bowl when we played oklahoma state in san antonio mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> this is funny so i went to the porta potty had to use the restroom i came back out and there was four oklahoma state girls and my wife was off in the distance and she was looking and she kind of gave me the stink eye, but I didn't say anything. And these four girls were like, hey, come party with us. And they grabbed me around the arms and they were walking. They're like, we don't have any U of A friends. So now you're our U of A friend. And I was just like, oh, I took a shot with them. And then my wife came and, and took me away, which is good. Uh, right. But it was fun. It was fantastic. And that's how like that's how that kind of started. Like I was like, oh, man, Oklahoma State fans are pr- kind of cool. Well, then see- they- and dude, that's beat our ass in that game, but you know. Whatever. Yeah, oh, that was a bad game. Justin Blackman is still catching touchdowns He's in still, that game. Still. Um, that's the other thing too. When you're in the Pac, or when you're in the Pac-12, I've been to all the different places. Galen Center stinks. Um, no, no offense, but ASU's not a basketball's not a real home court environment. Stanford is awful. It used to be great. Cal is awful. I can go on and on down the list. Really, there's Arizona is so far ahead of everybody when it comes to home crowd home court environment that i think arizona fans are going to be shocked when they see arizona go to away games and there's actually people in the stands right there that to me is a little bit of a shock as well it's going to be fun it's going to be really fun i do want to address um uh, a comment earlier talking about the rivalries uh somebody had said you know yukon can um can Uh, rekindle their rivalry rivalry with ucf utah with byu arizona can learn to hate colorado so the 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 sticking point with utah right now and this is this is kind of what I've kind of put together. Utah does not want to be in the same conference as BYU. Why is that? I think because they feel like they're going to be overshadowed. Um, because in Utah, obviously, there's yeah. a, it's predominantly Mormon. And BYU, mm. there, there's a significant portion of BYU fans that outnumber Utah. Right. And I feel like they feel like they're going to get dwarfed and, and be kind of a stepchild in their own conference because of that. And so I know Utah does not want to go to the Big 12. Right. It might be forced to because they might not have any other options unless they want to go back to where they came from, which is like the Mountain West. And I know they don't want to do that. Right. And with Utah as well, I think Utah is trying to play. Utah really wants this to stay the, uh, the same because with the co- uh, college football playoffs expanding now, 
Utah, if they take care of business in the conference, is going to get a seat there much of the time because Utah right now is a top 15 program under Kyle Whittingham. I mean, they're always going to be in there. And so they want the conference to stay together because I think they feel very comfortable about it. But I'll say this, though. In the Big 12, they'll be just fine with that big physical brand of football that they bring in there. They're going to be just fine, Saul. I wouldn't worry about them. But the BYU-Utah thing is always been kind of interesting for me in that regard. Yeah, I mean, listen, for as – I mean, I've watched some of those games. I've never been to one myself, but it looks every bit as nasty and ugly as a religious rivalry could possibly be. I mean, they call it the Holy War. The Holy War. Yeah, I mean, and it's – I mean, it looks brutal sometimes. Right. And I'm like, man, these guys really get after it. And listen, if you've ever pick, played pickup ball in a church, you know how aggressive it gets. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Tell me how I'm lying. Right. Like, it's sure. true, man. <laughs> For sure. Do you, oh, I got to get a football recruiting observation from you, Saul Bookman, since you are right in the area. Arizona is going to be hosting DeMond Williams uh, tomorrow. Mm, um, he actually uh, goes to school right across the street from my house. All right. What do you think there, man? Um, I think he needs to improve uh, his throwing accuracy overall, uh, but he's super athletic. Right. And that's the thing that's going to get him, you know, down the road. I, 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 I do question whether or not like his deep ball is a little erratic from time to time, but I do like the kid. I think he's got a lot of talent. And again, athletically, it, you'll get, you're going to be hard pressed to find another quarterback that is as athletic as he is at that position. So, so this, go ahead. No, go ahead. So this is a kid then that he comes in and you're going to have to obviously uh, you're going to have to obviously uh, mature him up a little bit for a couple of years, not coming in right immediately and playing. I think a lot of Arizona fans look at a kid and they're like a four star and like, oh, man, he'll play immediately. Yeah, no, it's because uh, we love basketball and we think four stars are going to come in and play immediately in basketball. So we assume it's going to be the same thing in football. And that's not been the case. And that's why I always try to tell Arizona fans, I'm like football four stars are not the same as basketball four stars. So pump the brakes a little bit. Speaking of basketball, we need to. I need to get your take on Tommy Lloyd then in Arizona for this coming season. Uh, Jacob Franklin, if you could pull up that roster right there, that would be great. We got this nifty little roster right here. Um, so, I think that Tommy Lloyd took a lot of inventory in his roster last year and said, you know, we're good. We're not nearly tough enough. We don't have the ball handlers. This, to me, is a, a better roster as far as being able to navigate yourself further into the tournament. I think it gives you a lot of flexibility. And that's that's listen, you know, when when Pella Larson goes into his little funk that he usually does from time to time through the season and he's not able to hit a bucket, um, you have flexibility by adding in some of those other guards. Caleb Love, you can go you can go to a trio of a backcourt uh, with with Caleb Love and Boswell. Um, and, and, oh, I'm forgetting the kid from Alabama too, um, Jane Bradley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so those three, and then you got versatility at, at the mid level position, and also the the back or the front court. Like, I love the the roster that they put together. I think the depth on this team is significantly better than it's ever been on, under Tommy Lloyd. And hell, it's probably as deep as it's been. Man, I want to go back to way back, Sean Miller. Like. Like the team that had Bradley, uh, Brandon Ashley breaking his foot. Right. Aaron there. Gordon, Tarzuski, yes. Rondé, yep. McConnell, Nick Johnson, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. And then coming off the bench, you had a couple dudes that could just ball out too. So it's like, I like the depth of this team. Um, I have high hopes. I'm, but I'm, you know, as Arizona fans, we always have to be like, all right, well, 
Can Let's you see. tell Saul? You played. Uh, you played uh, high school and college basketball. The best free throw shooter in Arizona history. You were not going to get off the show without saying this. By the way, look it up. AIA Records. We can actually post this. Saul Bookman is up there, and that is his middle finger he's giving me right there. Um, <laughs> but can you tell tell the people out there because so many people are worried about Caleb Love, and the one thing that Tommy Lloyd said is. We wanted to add some people that could make plays off the bounce when the clock runs. Can you just, from a basketball perspective, how important is it to have players like that? Because last year's team didn't really have those dudes. I mean, it's it's tremendous because if you don't have those guys, then you're you're largely playing straight up on a lot of guys. And it's way easier to guard guys straight up than it is to get blown by, have to yell help, have coverage sink over, double team or cut off, uh, cut off whatever the point of attack is in a certain move, and and then him find open guys left and right, right? And so right. it's it's just so vital. Like it's basketball one on one. You need guys that can break down the defense in every sport. And, and when you have a guy like Caleb Love who can absolutely do that. It just opens everything else up. All of a sudden, Balo looks better. All of a sudden, Larson looks better. All of a right. sudden, you know, Anderson looks better down low. Like, it's just, it just opens up so many things. So I really don't care what his shooting percentage was from the outside. Right. I, the fact that he can get to the rim, the fact that he can penetrate, the fact that he can kick out, um, I think is going to be huge because they didn't really have that guy last year. Right. Like I mean, Boswell was still learning his craft. Uh, and even Boswell isn't like the most, most explosive to the rim type of player that you're going to see. Um, but he's strong. He's thick. He's kind of like Khalid Reeves, who's going to be crafty um, and be able to get his shot off no matter what. But he's not like elite. He's not like Stoudemire. Like right. that's, that would be the relation I'm, I, I would have with those two. So when you have that, it frees up everybody else. That's why Corey Williams had like one of the best years ever playing with, with, with Stoudemire. Because right. he opened things up. He opened things yeah. up. Ben Matherin was kind of that way that first year at Arizona. Again, not quite the same, but like I go back to that TCU game when Tommy Lloyd, who, by the way, I love coaches that don't call timeouts at the end of games and let their guys go. That to me shows a confidence that in your preparation, but Arizona's down three against TCU and regula regulation in the NCAA tournament, no less. And he looks over at Lloyd and Lloyd says, go. And he gets into his little hesitation. He gets his pull up three. We'll step that back is, three. Yeah, exactly. That is the kind of stuff that you can't, you can't really teach. I can teach dudes how to run off screens and, you know, do the unathletic Mike Luke stuff, but I can't teach somebody to come down, stare at you and say, I'm going to get my shot right in front of you with you looking right at me. I can't teach that. Yeah, no, you can't teach that. And that's just, that's just something that people are built with. Right. Like you can, you can, you can, you can learn it to a degree in terms of using your body. Um, you know, obviously up here in, in the Valley, watching Devin Booker for the last seven years, um, him really perfect his craft and, and get better and better every single year because he uses his body in certain different ways to give himself an advantage. You can learn those kind of things, but explosiveness is not something you can teach. You either have it or you don't. You can try to build it and you can get quicker, but elite level athleticism is usually a born given, uh, you know, a God given talent. Um, and that's, you know, that's, Did you have this? No, 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 no. I was I was very much a slow twitch kind of guy. I was a spot up and shoot kind of guy. Like, yeah, I, I wish the guy I had on your like, hip and a bunch of hesitations. I'm telling you what, man, I, I'd have been on that 98 roster, but mm, not so much. <laughs> that was Dion Broom, well, although he didn't qualify. But uh, yeah. yeah, sorry about that. Actually, so Dion Broom and I played club ball together. 
Um, ah, and we all together. Yeah, yeah. We actually lost in a tournament down there in Tucson against Anthony Norwood, a CDO, uh, who ended up going to Oregon, and then he ended up going and following. Um, uh, I forgot who it was to. Uh, I think Lionel. No, it was, you got it backwards. He went to UL Lafayette. He followed Jesse and then Evans, and he went to Oregon. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You know yeah. who his, you know his father is, right? No. Fat Lieber. Really? Yeah. Oh my! I did not know that. Yeah, his father's Fat Lieber. You want to hear another cool Fat Lieber story or a stat? Sure. Fat Lieber retired with the second most triple doubles in NBA history behind Magic Johnson. Wow. Tucson's own Fat Lieber, right there. That's right. Tucson's own. By the way, Saul, when was the last time you went to Illegal Pete's? Because I know when you were in Arizona, you were going to Illegal Pete's. Oh yeah, I loved Illegal Pete's. It was right up the right up the walkway from the Daily Wildcat. So, uh, actually, the last time I went to Illegal Pete's was about a week and a half ago. I uh, went there with a buddy, grabbed some margaritas on a Tuesday because that's what you do, and it was Taco mm-hmm. Tuesday. So, uh, they have a great specials, and you should definitely go there if you're, especially if you're up here in the valley or down in Tucson. Right. Fantastic yeah. food all the way through. And don't forget to follow them on Instagram to stay updated with all their big events and deals going down this summer. Stay tuned on their stories to win free tickets to their con- to concerts you were dying to see. Illegal Pete's is here to make this summer one for the books. Saul, we got to talk about PHNX diehards here. This is where it's at right now. With everything going on, Arizona Cardinals, uh, there's a lot of uh, everything with Buda Baker, the Suns, Charles Barkley. Nah, 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 we don't need to talk about that. What we want to talk about is U of A. Okay. All right. Well, either way, my guy, Mike has a lot of information. All right. He has a lot of information. And some of you probably follow him on message boards elsewhere, which is fine. Keep those message boards. I'm not telling you to get rid of it. But what you should do is come over and be a PHNX diehard so you can jump in this Discord and we can have some legitimate conversations about U of A and drop a few nuggets that we're hearing behind the scenes that we're not going to share out here in the public. But it's a private space. It's a safe space. And we want to share those those kind of things. We've done that with Suns Nuggets that we've gotten from time to time. We've done that with Cardinals and D-backs. Like we hear things behind the scenes, which are great. Um, but not it's not always for everybody's ears because then you you know you run into other issues and we don't want to do that so come check out the discord mike's always active in it he's always dropping links he's always doing a bunch of stuff um, that you're going to want to partake in it's fun uh and, and on top of that if you like all the other arizona teams which i hope you do you can go check out the discord and, and sun's discord and the cardinals we're all in one safe space it's fun plus you get hooked up with a bunch of merch at a discounted price plus your first t-shirt is absolutely free um, by signing up uh, it's only 79.99 a year uh, you get a shirt and then you get 20 percent off on all the merch uh, we're going to be we're mike i have it confirmed we will have two new u of a shirts by the time football season comes around so that'll be cool um so hey listen He's back in the A. Support my guys. Support us at PHNX because we're trying to bring you guys all the great uh, U of A content possible. It helps us grow this thing. We'd like to add another person down there in Tucson. We're working on it as we speak. Um, But uh, my man does the Lord's work down there, so help him out. Dude, and by the way, this just came across the Discord chat right here. As we are talking, allow me to look away for for a second. We got Claire on here who just said, uh, digging this conversation with Mike Luke and Saul Bookman. Be, sure, be part of that right here. By the way, Saul, I thought you would like this one right here uh, because I know that this uh, fascinated you at first. Mike, tip of the cap, you know, a bunch of crazy stats, facts, and information. I am a weirdo. This is true. (laughs) I will also say this. I know this is just bad, bad timing, but we are in the middle of upgrading our website literally as we speak right now. So if you go to, to become a diehard and it doesn't quite work out, 
pump the brakes, come back on Monday. Everything will be uh, the way it's supposed to be. We're migrating everything from one system to another. If you're a tech nerd, you know how that goes. So uh, we're, 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 we're actually enhancing your experience, much like OGs does, just so you now, know. Yeah, and I am not on the tech side of things right there, but believe it or not, but uh, OGs right there, they are they enhance they enhance it just like they're doing with the website. All right, before we sign off though, Saul, I got to get your take. We got Arizona football right around the corner. I believe that we're going bowling for the first time since oh gosh, uh, Khalil Tate Purdue. What say you? I, I believe so too. Um, I actually got into a pretty heated argument because one of the ASU counterparts uh, couldn't get out of their own feelings and picked us to finish 10th behind Colorado. And I just was like, dude, who he just, also hates. Yeah, who he also hates. But that was just such an egregious take. I'm like, dude, there's no way Colorado's moving more than two games this year. That's just not happening. Um, I believe that Arizona has the possibility to go. They're going to finish in between eight and four and six and six. Um, I just... I think their offense is just too elite to ignore. Um, Even if JDL has uh, an off game or two, I just think that they're going to be able to run the ball at a a higher rate because of their tackles and their offensive line is just significantly better than it was a year ago. And I think the defensive line is a little improved. Uh, It's not, it's, we have to wait and see how much it's improved, but I do think it's improved from a year ago. Um, So overall, I, I think, I think seven and five is probably where I'd pin them. I just can't – here's what I keep saying about the defense. I just can't have you be 12th. Give me 8th. That's all I ask for. Give me 8th. I think the offense will be in the top four, and I think it goes from there. I just can't have it be like last year or the year before. That's all I ask. I ask for very little, Saul. It, it, it can't be a track meet every game. Right. Yeah, not some dudes. By the way, Saul is an ex-college athlete here. Tell me a little bit about factor meal kits right here because we do know that nutrition is very important right here, Saul Pokemon. Wow, yeah. I've – I did not see that one coming. That was uh, good. I actually had my first factor meal uh, the other day. I was like a cheddar bacon ranch um, with some mushrooms and some broccoli. It was fantastic. Um, it, they, they listen for for your meal kit. Um, you don't have to cook anything. You just poke a couple holes in the in. You know, it's kind of like a, what do you call a hungry man dinner? But yeah. it's a much healthier version. It's of healthier. It. You throw it in the microwave for two minutes. It comes out. It's ready to go. It's fantastic. It's so good. All right. Here's what you, all you got to do, though. Head to factormeals.com slash PHNX Wildcats and use PHNX Wildcats show code to get 50% off. That's again, PHNX Wildcats 50. Again, I apologize about that at factormeals.com. Again, insert show code to get 50% off. That's how cool it is right there. PHNX Wildcats 50. All right, Saul, what do you guys got to lined up here on the rest of the day? Because you are the man that never sleeps. <laughs> no, we got uh, we got our son show later on today. I think our TPS. Can we talk about Barkley's comments real quick? Uh, sure, if you want to. Uh, yes. I, first of all, that was that was taken out of context. That's not what he said. Like, all right. Well, I didn't know that. What did he? He said there is way far too early, um, and there's still a lot to be determined. And then he said four teams, but it wasn't like he was locked in on it. So he kind of got drugged for no reason. We talked all about right. this on our son show. I'm just looking at it from a side. I think the Suns, you know, I love the – I don't understand why anybody wouldn't do the Bradley Beal move because you gave up nothing to get him. And it's on a coach to make that work. Again, at the end of the day, and the other thing before we sign off, there's a little bit of a Golden State light factor in here and that all three of these guys don't need the ball. They don't need to pound the ball to be able to get their shots. They can move, continuity, 
I like the Suns this year. I'm back in the Suns, Saul Bookman. No, I think uh, I think this is the year of uh, of the Phoenix Suns. I, th- I think this is the year of basketball here in the state of Arizona. I think I think very highly of the the Wildcats this season. I feel like they're going to make a run to the Final Four, and they're going to redeem themselves for not making the Final Four the first time it came to Phoenix. I think this time they finally will do it, and they will be in the Final Four. And I think that the Suns will also get back to the finals and possibly win their first championship. At least that's what I'm hoping for, because that would be an epic, epic year. He's the great Saul Bookman. I am Mike Luke. Jacob Franklin behind the scenes chiming in from time to time. We know. We see you back there, Jacob. Again, become a PHNX diehard. The best time of the year right now. we got football coming up. we got basketball right around the corner. And conference realignment. We'll be dropping some nuggets in there, so check it out. But again, for Saul Bookman, I'm Mike Luke. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.